Greetings, listeners. It's Dr. Dawn. And for the next 30 minutes, I want to impact your opinion about love and money in a modern world, a world in which women have more education, power, and influence than ever before in the history of the world. We are living at the intersection of love and money, but which one will we choose and how will it affect our relationships and the way we love? Thank you for listening to She Makes More Podcast. Let's get started. Hey, everybody, it's Dr. Don with episode number nine of She Makes More Podcast, season number two. So on this season, we are talking all about dating as a successful, high-earning woman. What are some of the unique things that we have to potentially deal with when it comes to meeting a guy and formulating a relationship and having a successful relationship and dating experience? So on this episode, we are going to talk about the pearls and pitfalls of dating, moving toward a serious relationship as a woman breadwinner, as a successful woman. So pearls and pitfalls, pearls and pitfalls. What are things that we need to lean into more because of our circumstances a little bit different? And what are the things that we need to avoid? Okay. So this is going to be a two-part series. I'm going to talk about some of it today and some of it on the next episode. So The first that I want to mention is that as we are assessing the gentleman that we've met, right, we talked about how to get noticed, how to avoid certain bad habits on the first date. And so let's say that we found that guy, he looks really promising, seems like things are going in a great direction. What are some things that we need to be aware of simply because we are that more successful woman than potentially maybe he's used to dealing with? that we need to say these are unique things that are important for us to assess when we say, is this the right guy for me? Should I continue to move down this path toward a serious relationship? So the first and very crucial pearl that I want to mention is when we assess passion and purpose, passion and purpose that a man has in his life. So when we talk about passion, passion is that little thing that's inside of you. I, I I like to describe it as it's that little thing that God whispers to us, that little desire that God whispers to us, you know, while we're sleeping, or it's that little thing that's always tugging at us, the idea or that goal, that thing that we want to do in our lives. It's always tugging in the background. And if we don't address it, if we don't actually honor it or move towards it, it's still always there. I also describe it as that thing that we would do even if we didn't get paid, okay? Or even if we won the lottery tomorrow, we would still do this particular thing because it's our passion. It may be our purpose of why we were put here on this planet. So that's huge. That's major. So many of us, unfortunately, don't recognize our passion and purpose. So we kind of walk around, not saying that we're lost, but we may walk around or we may spend our whole lives being sort of unfulfilled because we never either discovered that passion or we never actually honored that passion and really went towards it. So it's always simmering on that back burner until we decide to address it. So when we are assessing this new guy that seems super cool and super interesting and everything is going well, we need to look at, does he have 
a passion or purpose in his life. Because what we will find as women who identify as high earners is that a man who has found his purpose and passion is a lot less concerned about who is earning what in the relationship. If he's getting up every day, he feels fulfilled. He feels invigorated. He is walking in God's purpose for him on this planet. He's often very focused on that and very fulfilled by that. And again, he's less threatened by the woman who may be the higher earner. So that's a really good thing when we look at this new guy that we're dating and see that he has a love for something that he is actively engaged in. Those type of men are often more secure. They're more comfortable than their skin. Again, because God has called them to do a particular thing, to impact their community a particular way, to serve a particular audience. And if he's doing that, he feels good about himself. Okay. He's showing up in the world the way that was meant for him. He's impacting his community or his network or his world in an amazing way. So maybe he mentors at-risk youth and helps them get into college. Maybe he has a green thumb and he has taken on a project where he creates gardens in inner city environments that are considered food deserts. Or maybe he teaches finance and economics to abuse women who are living in shelters. So whatever it is, he has an audience that he's serving. He's impacting the world positively. He's changing the world. So when you're changing the world, it is less likely that you are going to be belittled or your self-worth is going to be challenged just because your woman's paycheck may show more zeros than yours does. He's thankful oftentimes to be with a woman like you because if you're providing him with that extra security financially that allows him to go out and do what it is he loves, he's often very thankful of that. So one thing we have to make sure that we don't do if we meet this kind of guy who is walking in his passion and purpose, we have to make sure that we don't try to discourage him from that simply because it doesn't earn a lot of money. How many of us know that when we are in a servant capacity on this planet, it doesn't always translate into high income, all right, a high paycheck. So we can look at a whole lot of people that have major impact on our community, whether it's our teachers, our community advocates, and they often never get paid what they are worth. Okay, so the first thing we have to do as the ambitious high earning woman is do not discourage or deter, try to deter this man or distract him away from that, whatever that is, just because it doesn't earn money. In our minds, we sometimes uh, place greater importance on things that earn higher income, but that's not always the case. And we can't tear him away from that purpose or passion because it's feeding his spirit. Again, he believes that's why he was put on this planet. So let's make sure that we're not doing that. Okay. So instead, if we see him doing something that's not particularly generating a lot of high income, what we could do instead is we can try to be a support system to help him get in the right circles so that it can begin to generate income. So whether we're using our expertise, if we have expertise in entrepreneurship or marketing or graphics or whatever, we can begin to use our expertise, right? To pour into his passion or purpose to help him get it to a place where it is generating some income, or we can help surround him with the circles and the network that he's going to need, whether it's a mentorship program or mastermind group. 
so that he's surrounded by other people that are also finding ways to monetize that purpose or passion. You know, if it's something that's serving the community, then of course, if you're serving an underserved underserved community, they are not going to be in a position to pay you, but you can still get government contracts. You can get grants, you can get sponsorships from corporations and things like that. So there's still a way to generate income and monetize that passion or purpose. You just have to make the steps to align yourselves with the right outlets and financial backers to be able to do that. So maybe that's something that we can bring to enhance uh, his endeavor or his uh, mission. And then if we are in a family environment, we've got kids or he's got kids, we can often make it like a family goal to say, okay, we're going to help daddy do this. We're calling him daddy. (laughs) You might not be calling him daddy already, but we're going to help daddy do this or put out flyers or create whatever, again, to try to generate income for whatever that passion or purpose is. So instead of deterring him away from it because it doesn't make money, we can help use our expertise to help him learn how to monetize it if he doesn't already know that, okay? So passion and purpose is a pearl. It is something very positive if our guy exhibits that, is walking in that, and it's some something definitely that we want to honor, okay? So the next thing that I'm going to mention when it comes to uh, pitfalls and pearls is a pitfall that we need to make sure that we avoid, okay? So that pitfall that we should avoid is low ambition, okay? Low ambition in a man that we meet. Now, we have to understand that we are go-getters, right? We are women who have succeeded in education and in career and we're accomplished and all those things are great. But what happens if we meet a guy and he is kind, He is uh, very available for us. He is very emotionally supportive, but he doesn't have the drive or ambition to match what we have going on. Okay, we are getting along great, but he just doesn't seem to have the drive or ambition to match ours. Okay, so when this happens, and it is going to happen, (laughs) many of us are type A, and if you meet that guy that's not type A, what do we do? He may do the bare minimum. You know, you may see him doing the bare minimum in his career or profession, meaning he's just kind of not progressing, not even wanting to progress, just day to day doing the same thing, not getting ahead for several years and doesn't seem interested. Or he may not have a steady job at all, right? He may be more of the um, in-between jobs. I'm the couch potato. He's watching a lot more TV than the average person and certainly more than you are, or he's playing video games, right? He's always got time for that somehow to be on the couch or in the video game chair, but he is readily available to you, right? He can cater to you. He can be ready if you guys have to go on a business dinner or gala, or you want to go out to dinner, or you want to do some impromptu travel. He's always available, right? So that part is cool. But how do we kind of move forward in this situation? And first thing I think we have to do is recognize, is he in a rut or is this just who he is? And he's just been that way his whole life, right? So of course, that may take a little bit of research to say, does this seem different from how he's been in the past? We all can get into a rut 
at different times in our lives? And is it something psychological or emotional that's at the core of that? So that may take more conversation. Maybe he's grieving the loss of someone very important to him, very special. He could have lost a parent. He could have lost a child. He could have lost a best friend. But grieving the loss of a loved one can be a very, very huge weight on someone's psychological and emotional wellness. Is he grieving the loss of a job? Okay, because men who are let go or furloughed or fired, they can sometimes have a really, really hard time dealing with that because sometimes they will place such importance and value in that job or career that when that's no longer his reality, he feels less than, he feels like less of a man because he doesn't have that employment, whatever that may be. Is he the hamster on the wheel, kind of in this low end, low paying job with no upward mobility? Um, And is he just kind of, like I say, content with that? Some of the things we have to ask ourselves is if he is in that rut, is it actually depression? Okay, so clinical depression, you know, there's certain signs and symptoms of clinical depression, things like um, does he have trouble sleeping, things like uh, does he have low appetite? Does he feel guilty about certain things? So there's several questions that if he were to go to a doctor, the doctor can ask questions and can begin to assess, is he clinically depressed? Yes or no. And if it is discovered that he is depressed, well, hopefully he may be open to getting on some of the antidepressant medication because depression really is a chemical imbalance in the brain. And there are medications that he could begin to take that would put things back on track, that would help elevate his mood, help elevate his outlook on life and can potentially turn his whole situation around. But the first part is really the awareness of it. So that guy with low ambition, low hustle, stuck in a rut, that those are some of the first questions we need to ask ourselves is what space is he in psychologically and emotionally? If he is found to be depressed, encourage him to seek a counselor. A lot of times counselors who look like us are sometimes easier to open up with and relate to. So if he is an African-American male, it would be very cool to find an African-American male counselor for him or whatever your ethnicity may be. Same ethnicity, same gender can sometimes be very helpful in those sorts of spaces. Okay. Can he get aligned with any sort of a support group in the area? If it is grievance of a loss, or maybe there's a parent that's in the, in the throes of Alzheimer's dementia or dementia or something along those lines, is there a support group that matches whatever it is that he's going through? And can he get an alignment with that and begin to get support that way? Also, the church ministry, right, is a great way for him to potentially get support. They have men's groups and things in the church. And then maybe you or he has some family members that he can begin to spend a bit more time around, you know, just getting that support um, that he may need to get him through the situation. And if you find that that's not the case, and this is just how he's been, you know, he's his whole life, then he's just not an ambitious person, you know, and not everyone is an ambitious person. And so what we have to be aware of as high earning successful women is that low ambition can sometimes be a struggle for us. All right. So we cannot hold our breath and wait for him to change because there's no guarantee that he's going to change. And he doesn't have to change. You know, that's that if that's how he wants to live his life, that's his choice. Okay. Just because we are hustlers and we are type A and we are ambitious, that does not mean that he has to be our mini me. He doesn't have to match us. We just have to be honest with ourselves and say, 
is this a trait that I'm going to be able to tolerate for the long term? Yes or no. And be honest with yourself because we tend to value drive and hustle in our mate. And when we don't see it, we can get upset and we can get frustrated. So can we accept the fact that this may never change? And can we live with that? Meaning if he's never going to get a job that, you know, pays something decent, can he be a stay-at-home dad? And are we are we cool with that, right? Is that acceptable for you for the long term? A lot of families have a stay-at-home dad, but you have to work through whether you can live with that for the long term. Is he willing to show up in other ways for the family and fill in the gaps? If yes, then that's something that you can probably respect and appreciate over time. Meaning that if he's not going to have that regular uh, nine to five, is he doing other things to fill in the gap and make sure that his kingdom is running smoothly and his family is, is well taken care of? And if that answer is yes, then maybe that trumps the potential lack of ambition because you are placing more value to say that, wow, so good at contributing. He's so good at filling in the gaps. He's so good at being available when I'm not, you know, when I have to work late, he's able to get the kids and he's able to start dinner and the homework and things, you know, when I travel, he's able to arrange the play dates and all these things. Those things are invaluable. Okay. So it's not that the the guy with low ambition, it's not that he doesn't have a place in, in this type of uh, relationship or marriage. It's just, we have to be honest to say, can I accept that for the long term? Yes or no. So the low ambition mate is something else we need to assess quite early on. Because if we say that, uh, you know what? I don't think I'm going to be able to tolerate that long term. Be sure to have that honest conversation, that gentle, honest conversation about it. And then you may just decide, yeah, this is not the right guy for me. And, and that's fine too. It's better to decide that early on than to string him along to keep your emotions tied up in something that you, again, you don't feel like you're going to be able to tolerate for the long term. And then both of you are just going to be more hurt the longer you allow it to play out. And so the next thing I want to mention is career versus job. So when we are meeting someone, we are assessing if he's going to be a good mate for the long term. Let's look at what is his profession? What does he do? So the breadwinner, the woman or the man whose income is the highest is generally the one who's going to be the priority for the family, particularly if your income trumps his by a large amount. So it is very likely that as a high earning woman, that your job is going to take your family to this city or that part of the world. Um, Your job as the main breadwinner is going to determine a whole lot of things in your future marriage or relationship. And one of those things is going to be the geography of where are we going to live in this world? Some, some women have to move very frequently, you know, because they, their, their companies are moving them. They're transitioning to different positions or they're going from one company to another. So the woman who is leading the family through different parts of the world and different cities is a reality, right? It's a real thing. So when we think about that guy, does he have a career or does he have a job? A career means that he has attained a niche set of skills in a particular field or a particular industry, all right? Usually there's some significant training and certification that goes with it. And it usually takes many years and lots of cost to acquire Otherwise, everyone would be doing it, right? So it's a specialized set of skills that he has worked long and hard to attain. 
versus a man with a job, meaning it's a position that requires quite basic knowledge. It is accessible and very digestible by most people. And it can be mastered in a relatively short period of time. Okay. So that's the difference between a career and a job. And so if a man has a career, his skill set, right, his specialized knowledge is going to be viewed as a commodity, regardless of where you guys are living in the world, regardless of what city you're in. Also, those skills are going to be generally transferable. Okay. So if he's working in one city, he can generally pick up, go to a different city and be able to easily transition into a new company or position. And so because he's able to do that, he can just adapt more quickly to that new uh, location and earn income, okay, in different parts of the country or different parts of the world. And so the earned income, of course, makes a man feel more productive, more useful, more like a contributor to the home, despite your higher income, at least he's contributing something. And we know that men need to feel valued, like they're bringing something to the table in order to feel whole. A lot of men need that. The man, on the other hand, that has the job, it may not be transferable. He may not be able to take his skills and put them to use in a different geography. And the man who feels like the tag along to you constantly in your career, where you, you're calling the shots and you're determining where you guys are living and you're picking up and moving your, you and your family, the man who feels like that tag along, who's not able to get in and assimilate and adapt to that new environment because he doesn't have certain income generating skills, he may struggle with self-esteem and self-worth over time. Again, feeling like the tag along who's not quite able to develop roots and wherever that new city is. So just keep that in mind as we are assessing the new guys that we're meeting and that we're dating. And again, these are pearls and pitfalls that are kind of unique to our situation as women breadwinners. We are a new normal. It's not upside down. It's not inside out. It's not backwards. It's just relatively new. So it's up to us to create strong, happy, healthy relationships because our children are watching. And if we think there's a lot of us today, just wait until our children's generation starts dating and gets married. It's going to be a whole lot more women breadwinners that are coming down the pike. So we got to get this right. So that's why I come onto this podcast and I try to reveal nuances of female breadwinner relationships, whether you're single, married, or divorced. This is the perfect space to have these honest conversations and to support each other and to help keep our relationships strong and thriving. So those were a few pearls and pitfalls to get us started as we assess our new suitors that we have found on the dating scene. And I'm going to get into the rest of the pearls and pitfalls on the next episode. So if you have not yet Um, All of the information from this season, season two is coming from my book called How to Find, Keep, and Win at Love When You Earn More Than Him. It is on uh, my website, shemakesmore.com. It's on amazon.com. And so make sure you get yourself a copy so you can read all the rest of the cool information that I got from the men's tent, which is all in the book. It's full of quotes and testimonials and all that sort of thing. So we can get to the nitty gritty of what the men have to say about dating a woman that earns more. I am She Makes More on social media, Instagram, and Facebook. And my private Facebook group is called She Makes More Nation. So if you go on Facebook under groups and uh, search 
for She Makes More Nation. Answer a few questions, join up. It's a space where I post about love and relationships and business and health and finance and self-care and all that good stuff. All the things that we need to feel fulfilled as successful women. So it's a good place to good space on uh, Facebook for that. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please share with a boss babe in your network and just give me a review on your favorite podcast platform. And I'm going to see you next time where we'll finish discussing the pearls and pitfalls to help us assess if we are ready to date this man for the long term. Thank you for listening and I'll see you soon.